This is episode one of Myth Tarot Love. cards and symbols and all of the above myth tarot love welcome to myth tarot love a show about ancient stories and new age wisdom i'm biddy your expert in classics and i'm rose your resident tarot practitioner oh my <laughs> well since this is our uh first episode We'll give you darling listeners a brief overview about um, what is classics and what is tarot and mayhaps from listening to our show you will get a better understanding of some symbols and their practical applications in your lives. Mm. Yes, and today we're going to, be going to be talking about the first card in the Major Arcana of Tarot, The Fool. It's actually card zero, but that's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Every episode, we will be talking about one or two cards from the tarot deck and relating its myths and symbols to characters um, from mythological stories and historical events that might have inspired these ideas. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to get started. But first, uh, Biddy, what is classics? <laughs> um, do you like playing instruments? Are you like Indiana Jones? You read Shakespeare? <laughs> no, yes and no. <laughs> of this course. Is, okay. Yes, this is a question I get often. No, classics is not playing a musical instrument. It is actually um, like classical music. It's, like, yes, it's, it's not, not that. that. It's, it's not that. No, we are not talking about classical music. We are talking about Greek and Roman history and mythology um it's related to literature and art and architecture and archaeology um the study of material culture and so it's definitely much more than musical instruments and liter english literature yeah so still a little bit indiana jones a little though. not gonna lie a little bit indiana jones um yeah <laughs> all right okay so uh in particular like the them ancient stories and like actual facts um, uh, for symbols. Uh, yeah. 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 So yes, exactly. And so we, we look at ancient authors both from Greece and from Rome or just Latin authors in general. And that's where a lot of the stories and a lot of the ideas for um, who we'll be relating to in the podcast will come from. So I'm really excited to to like dive in deep for for those stories. Well, I'm excited too because I don't actually know very much about classics. Like I, I, I knew that it wasn't music, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm excited to to see your your take on tarot, um, and and like actually find out. Oh, where do where do some of these ideas come from? That's that's really uh, what I want to know. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm really excited to share. Um, teaching mythology and talking about it I love it it's it's definitely a passion of mine so I'm excited that I get to talk about it with you and and see where these stories come from um and the same with tarot I feel like I know a little bit about tarot but definitely not a lot or not near as much <laughs> as you know so I'm excited to get your input on that and well mine's more of a, a personal relationship with the tarot <laughs> <laughs> less of an uh, actual educated one uh, we should probably mention that 
Biddy, you have been studying classics for quite a while too. This is this is yeah. true. Yeah. So like, I'm just yeah. finishing up my master's yeah. in classics, um, in classical art and archaeology. Yeah. Is for my MA in classical studies. Um, was my BA. So very close to finishing. Um, but it's also yeah, a love. I have a personal relationship reading all these stories <laughs> late into the night. Of course, yeah. How can it not get personal, right? Yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's basically what, what I would say classics in a nutshell is. It obviously goes deeper, but that's yeah. that's what we're going to be looking at. Um, but in terms of tarot, on the other <laughs> hand... What are, is that? What is that? Are you talking with spirits or... <laughs> Dancing what? naked in the night. Exactly. <laughs> it is almost the full moon. Oh, it is. Well, oh my. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, no. Um, I've never personally danced naked with cards. Um, although that does sound like fun. <laughs> um, uh, and I, I don't really know too much about the spirits. Although, like sometimes, um, I'll, I'll do a reading for a person, and uh, like I might feel like kind of taken up in the moment if you will um or uh or sometimes I'll like kind of get a feeling it's like oh it kind of feels like you know like there's a grandmother around the, in this room mm-hmm. right now kind of like you know when you go visit your grandma and um you get kind of like a feeling of that sometimes mm-hmm. that'll come up when I'm doing readings too but I don't really know where it's coming from I just kind of like let it happen yeah so um tarot tarot's been in my family for a while I was actually introduced to tarot by my mother, and my sister uh, was practicing tarot for a couple years before I was. I've been practicing for about 13 years now, which is, you know, ominous number yes, to get, that's true. get into something. Uh, we gotta love the omens, right? Yep. Um, <laughs> the day full of omens. A day full of omens, yeah. Uh, anyways, um, so, yeah. Uh, tarot, what is it? Uh, I like to think of tarot as more of a perspective on life. So tarot is a bunch of cards with, and each each card has a meaning and a particular purpose, but it also has uh, a structure and interaction in the whole. So you've got a major arcana, uh, and this is this represents twenty two phases of life. Because in tarot, there is the belief that we go through many life cycles mm-hmm. uh, and not necessarily in like a reincarnation idea It's more like a, Oh, we, we begin many, we begin many stories in our lives. We go through many ordeals and one must end before you begin a new one. And that sort of idea more than just like dying and rebirth, although that can be part of it too. Right. Uh, and then you have a minor arcana, which is um, four suits. You've got, the wands, or sometimes they're rods. Uh, you've got the swords, you've got uh, cups, and you have the pentacles. And uh, these four suits represent different aspects of life, and each one uh, also has um, cards ace to ten, and then a page, a queen, and a king. Um, to And of course, once you get into the minor arcana, there's a lot more details and uh, it'll actually start representing people a little, a little more uh, detailed as well. Uh, whereas in the major arcana, you just kind of stick to phases of life. Okay, so like more yeah. themes as opposed to particular situations. Events. Yeah, exactly. So okay. like, um, like a major arcana card will kind of impart an emotion. Okay. Um, and uh, like this is the this phase of your life. Um, 
And then a minor arcana card will actually pinpoint a more specific event uh, or a detail hmm. to it. Like a lot of the minor arcana cards actually reflect on major arcana cards um, and will kind of like echo some of the same symbols again. However, they're a little more specific. And like if you have, uh, you know, the two of cups, for example, ha echoes on the, the lover's card. Because in the Two of Cups, you have people being brought together and making a kind of commitment to each other. Um, so you, it's echoing the lovers. And it's also echoing uh, justice. It echoes kind of a, a few phases of life that come together um, in the Two of Cups, which is like actually committing to another person in a partnership. Cool. Yeah. That's really neat <laughs> how they work together that way. Yeah. Uh, a lot of cards tend to work yeah. together and kind of flow together. So we're using tarot in our in our show actually as a structure <laughs> yeah, which is kind yeah. of neat i think it's neat um yeah. are quickly are there any misconceptions about tarot that you would like to clarify clarify before we oh start? man there or are so many go, there maybe. are so many misconceptions about tarot but i think also like that's natural because i think tarot is what people make of it right mm. like tarot is as much of a belief as it is a practice as it is a study like um, tarot can be a lot of different things to a lot of different people um, in this particular case like I've always been attracted to it from like the divination perspective um, more just like people have always been using divination in some f form or another like for a really really long time a lot like divinations existed a lot longer than tarot has um, I think there's maybe some misconceptions about how old tarot actually is how old is tarot? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. It's it's not exactly clear when it like first came to be. Like people have definitely been using cards for divination for a long time, but uh, like playing cards. I know. Yeah, I've seen definitely that playing cards have been used, and actually, like playing cards were used in cre the creation of of, oh, of the tarot, cool. right? Like uh, ace to ten, and you know, oh, page page queen yeah. and king. Yeah. Um. So like, there's definitely aspects of divination that were. Uh, that were utilized to, in, in the creation of tarot as well. Um, but I think the deck as we know it is probably only about 200 years old or so. May, I, I'm, I might be misquoting that. <laughs> do, not, do not quote that. That is not fact. It's <laughs> not may fact. That's, not just like, be fact. that's just like my Wikipedia readings and trying to figure out how old this thing actually is. I've, I'm but, not academically educated in this at all. It's all just emotions and my own personal experience. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is a-okay. Um, yeah. Um, but I personally like using tarot... Um, and, like, people tend to f find that it helps them. Uh, I think in a, a similar way that dreams can be helpful, mm -hmm. right? It doesn't necessarily... You don't necessarily need to believe it's coming from something uh, spiritual or not. It might help you pay attention, but... <laughs> right? Uh, but, you know, so lots of psychologists believe that dreams can have, you know, importance and reveal things about you. And similarly, tarot tends to reveal things and people tend to make the connections and uh it's kind of like a guided dream if you will okay so <laughs> believing is helpful but not necessary definitely then. not necessary no okay yeah um yeah so you know some there's different ways of of having a reading sometimes people will ask me a question specifically uh, but sometimes people would prefer to keep it quiet to themselves mm. and i can just give kind of an anonymous reading that way and 
um, people get what they need, it seems, from it more, Def- of- more often than not. Definitely. <laughs> I can say from personal experience. Yeah, I, I've given you a, a few pretty good readings. Yeah, like. Yes. Yeah. There may have been tears. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. That's Sometimes you just got you just got to cry it out. Got to let it out. With the realizations, right? Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. So tarot. Um, so. And we're using it as our structure. And so appropriately, we are starting with major arcana the you know the phases of life and the very first card which is card zero the fool which is all about new beginnings yay which is what this is <laughs> what this is the fool yay we're the fool we're the fool today we're the fool together <laughs> we will yeah. foolishly dive into this yes there we go dive into this enterprise together yeah um, so the Fool is an extremely positive card most of the time. <laughs> uh, the Fool talks about new beginnings. It is the very first stage of a new life cycle. And it has all of the emotions of a wide-eyed child full of wonder. <laughs> um, in the, in the, I'm going to often um, use the Rider deck as my example for where the symbols are coming from, as it's the deck that tends to be the most um, quoted and pictured when it comes to tarot okay, decks. So I, like I don't a think standard it's a, deck kind yeah, of? Yeah, it's like a, it's a standard deck. It's called the writer deck. Writer. Okay. Um, and it has, it has some of the most classic imagery of, of the tarot. Uh, the Fool is uh, a... A happy young chap. He uh, is approaching the edge of a cliff. Um, there's a sun behind him. He's holding very few possessions. Uh, it looks like he's got kind of like one of them hobo bundles on a stick uh, <laughs> carried behind him. And it looks kind of like he's like... Like a rucksack? Yeah, a rucksack. That's there it. Yeah. Go. He's holding a white flower. He's looking up towards a yellow sky. Um, and he, he looks like he doesn't have a care in the world. And he... And this card very much talks about that spark, that inspiration, the the breath of life that just kind of fills you up with um, with imagination and creativity and all of the things that just make you want to just get out there and do things, even though you have no idea what you're doing, <laughs> even though you have no experience and you're completely naive and, you know, you're going to make mistakes and that's just kind of like part of it, but you're ignoring those mistakes for now. Like the fool has a bunch of mountains in the distance, like below him. Uh, and like, it's like I mentioned before, he's like almost like walking off a cliff. It's almost like he's dancing uh, like he's kind of like trotting on his way on his path and uh, it looks like he's about to fall off a cliff, right? So, you know, he doesn't really know necessarily where he's going, um, but it doesn't really matter because the sun's shining and it's like, you know, everything's wonderful and I'm so excited to get started and et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> yeah, it kind of looks like he's full of joy and optimism. Yes, definitely very optimistic. Um he, uh, he, you know, he follows his own beat. He, he's true to himself. He does things uh, because he, he likes it. He does things purely for the joy of doing them. Uh, and, he, you know, he, he's listening to only him, himself um, when he's following this path. Like, uh, you know, I think very much I, I often think of, like, children 
like when they play and how they're kind of you know they might be a little bit self-centered but like you just you, you gotta love it anyways because like they're doing the things that they love to do and um they're they're completely ignorant of uh you know they haven't haven't necessarily had to build up those barriers yet they haven't need they haven't felt the need to hide themselves yet from the outside world and um like the the fool his his arms are outstretched he's completely open um i often get this card for people in readings when they are just starting off on a new adventure you know like um kind of like we are right now with this <laughs> with this uh idea like it, it most often will come up when a person is uh considering something new right um the card will kind of sh show up to uh, more often actually as a warning saying hey you know uh you don't really know what you're doing <laughs> but it, it kind of like it'll it'll it like it depends on how it shows up like in a tarot reading there's a lot of different meanings associated with where the card is right um so if it shows up in like kind of a warning position it'll be like okay you don't really know what you're doing and you're probably going to get hurt and you know uh, you're probably going to make a lot of mistakes, but, uh, if it shows up in kind of like a future or a past or a present position, then it's, it's more along the lines of a positive, like, oh, you're going to feel really inspired. You're going to feel really creative. You're going to, uh, have all this wide eyed optimism. <laughs> so, so maybe like in terms of say like a career reading, mm -hmm. there would be something positive, like you're starting something new. Maybe, yeah. It would, or... it would, it would represent like the, the joy you'd okay. feel from starting something that you actually want to do. Oh, okay. So that's, um, that's a good thing. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Like you're not, it, it's not at all. It, it would be like starting a career that, you know, uh, is really true to yourself. Um, or if you're, like it's following your heart. That's what this mm -hmm. card is. It's it's mm -hmm. the following your heart and just having all of that energy to get started and going after it. You know, hell or high water. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing this no matter what. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so um, you know, it's, he's got this white flower. He's got the sun shining. He's looking up to the sky. He's ignoring all of the cliffs and everything what kind of what kind of symbols and classics or characters even do you think the fool would remind you of biddy so it's it's funny um the fool definitely reminds me of ariadne okay. um so, in, in a multitude of ways i would say not only, i don't know when i first heard of the card the fool my thought was okay like who do i think is someone that's been foolish yeah. Which is also Ariadne. But <laughs> it's, it's definitely, a t like like you said, that wide-eyed optimism, that yeah. starting something new and something fresh, and yeah. and that young kind of naivete a little bit uh, when you're starting something. Yeah. But that's okay. <laughs> it is okay. Yeah. It's okay. It's, it's good. It's necessary sometimes. Yeah, there um, is kind of that negative connotation of being a fool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. And no one wants to be the fool, yeah. but we actually do want to be the fool. Like, <laughs> yeah, it sounds kind of nice to be the fool. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's that, oh, what's, what's the saying? Um, not knowing, oh, what is that? 
don't know. I can't think of it. That's okay. Um, <laughs> ignorance is bliss. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. One. Ignorance is ignorance bliss. Ignorance is bliss. The fool definitely represents that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And again, that's what I what I see for Ariadne. So I'll just go in a little more detail. Okay. With who her. is Ariadne? Who, who is she? So she is the daughter of King Minos and Pasiphae. Um, so Minos was the king um, on the island of Crete in the Bronze Age. So he's a mythical uh, figure. Mythical king. Okay. Mythical king, Ariadne. Okay. Not actually person. Not, not an actual person. person. Okay. So Ariadne, also a mythical figure. Um, we see her. Is, like she's Is she a god or like a goddess or something? No. no. Okay, she's so you have mortal, myth- I you guess. Can have, you can have mythological figures figures that are human definitely okay, okay. yes definitely yeah and that's, that's good what, to, that's good to clarify yeah, that's, that's, that's good very to clarify. true thank you yes yes so she is human and what's yeah. fun too is when you have these myths you have humans and gods interacting with each other okay and or human and human and and you get these different relationships like, that interesting kind of dynamic there yeah power plays if you will possibly <laughs> yes yes def- definitely yeah maybe not in this story but that's okay, okay. okay. <laughs> so new stories is not too complex but it has some different aspects to it so the one that i that i associate with the fool is her relationship with theseus so Theseus is a hero, a mythical hero um, of Athens, and he. Um, there are many stories of Theseus, but this one you've probably you've heard of the Minotaur. Yes. Sort of Theseus, how he went like to half kill. bull. So there was like this half bull, half man. I've heard of that guy. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. Yeah, the Minotaur. Yeah. Minotaur. Yeah. So the Minotaur is a quote unquote love child of Pasiphae. I won't get into that story. What? Yeah. <laughs> so it's a little. So he's like a mutant a little guy, R-rated, kind of thing. A little thing. It's, it's fine. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> so, we can get a little R-rated, it, but oh, yeah. No. <laughs> so basically, Theseus came to Crete in order to kill the Minotaur, to slay the Minotaur, because okay. they were killing lots of Athenian boys and girls, and he and didn't he like, like that. He was like in a labyrinth, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was yes. like hidden away. Yes. Like kind of like Rapunzel in a tower, only in a labyrinth underground. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. yeah. So he was in a labyrinth, and so Theseus, so no one could really get out or mm-hmm. kill him. So yeah. when he came to Crete, Ariadne saw him and instantly fell in love with him. I have a feeling Cupid or Eros had something to do with that. Oh, them pesky gods. Right? Them they pesky have, they have love to, gods. <laughs> they have to get it on things. So it was basically love at first sight when she saw him. And so she helped him to kill the Minotaur um, by giving her instruct by giving him instructions that she got from the creator of the labyrinth. Oh, okay. So it goes. So she deep. had like inside. She had the inside scoop, and she gave it to him because she loved him immediately. Exactly. Okay. So she wanted to help him. So what's actually interesting, um, just a little tidbit. So our word for clue mm-hmm. comes from. Or what it originally meant was a ball of thread. So that's ac- oh, so that's actually how he was able to get out of the labyrinth and figure it out. So he tied a thread at the start. He walked through the labyrinth, killed the minotaur, and that's how he was able to get back out. Was through the ball of thread. My mind is blown. <laughs> that's awesome. So cool. Clue is the thread. I thought ball I thought Ariadne thread. gave him the thread. She did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's yeah. So that's her place. So she yeah. she was the one to say, okay, this is how. You get you will come back out again. I always remember Ariadne because it sounds like Arachne. 
that's a totally different myth, but we can also talk about that another time. We'll, we'll talk about that another time. Because we'll that's a, it another time. Okay. Yes, because that's a kind of goes to show also. how little I know about <laughs> classics. Well, it also shows just yeah. how similar the names are. They are kind of similar. Okay. Yeah, which okay. can get really confusing. Yeah. Um, definitely. So, okay. So after Theseus slays the Minotaur, he obviously has to get the heck out of Crete because yeah. <laughs> the king, Minos, not very happy. Of course. At all. <laughs> so he leaves in Ariadne. He's like, well, you obviously need to take me with you because I'm in love with you and I just yeah. betrayed my family. And so he's like, sure. Come yeah. Well, me. like, wasn't the Minotaur her half brother or yeah. something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she yeah. just like gave him the scoop to kill her brother. Yeah. Uh, and betrayed her, her, her parents and all that shit. And <laughs> he was it. like, even questioning bringing her? <laughs> no, well, no, he was not questioning bringing her. But what mm-hmm. happens is that on the way back to Athens, mm-hmm. um, so basically between Athens and Crete, there's many Cycladic islands. Okay. Which still exist today. You can oh. still go to them. Those exist. Those, those aren't exist. Myth, those aren't mythological. No. A lot, I'm noticing like this pattern where like the people might be fake, yeah. but the places are real. Yes. No, definitely. <laughs> so myth was okay. definitely a way for the ancient Greeks to kind of, to create a history for themselves. Yeah. And so this was, this was their history, but to us, this is their myths. Yeah. Um, That's cool. So what's real? We don't know. No. What is what? real? <laughs> so so on the way to Athens, they stop on Naxos, one of the islands. Um, and here we get this, this story that's absolutely heartbreaking. Um, it comes, many writers, um, especially Latin authors like Catullus, 64, and Ovid in his Herodes 10, talks about this episode where... Ariadne wakes up in the morning um, after all of this has happened and Theseus is gone. Mm. And it's absolutely heartbreaking. I, I think it's heartbreaking. She's like reaching out on her bed to say good morning and he's not there. Oh, He's gone. That's upsetting. Yeah. And so she runs out and sees him kind of sailing off mm. in the distance. She can just see his boat on the horizon. Yeah. That's, that's pretty... It's- that's, that's quite the imagery, actually. It is. Yeah. And so it's it's sad because um, she's betrayed, she's love-stricken, she's lamenting at this yeah. loss. Because it's not only a loss of the love, it's it's a loss of her family. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of, I guess, maybe the, the bad, not the bad part, but the kind of negative side of the fool. It's not yeah. kind of thinking things through. She just went with her heart fully and didn't... Yeah think about the consequence the potential consequences like as soon as she sees theseus that would be really what represents the fool that that spark that falling head over heels and going after him is like i'll help you i'll do anything for you of course and like not really thinking okay is he you know is he a trustworthy fellow is he the kind of person I can betray my family for yeah um not necessarily thinking about that exactly yeah no not at all so but in the end it kind of turns out okay not kind of it definitely turns out okay for Ariadne because even though she's marooned on this island Dionysus the god comes Mm -hmm. and picks her up and takes 
her Aww. with him and they get married and they're Aww. actually some like two of the sweetest couples and i would she, say she like hooks up with a guy yeah okay she upgraded like oh, huge <laughs> oh my goodness huge upgrade oh, and so that's, that's great so so that's kind of the the myth and literature portion of it um but when you see her in um like art and architecture mm-hmm. but mostly in art you it's, see her mostly with Dionysus and you see them happy you see them feasting together oh that's and nice being yeah. in love there's images of their wedding and Aww. it's it's quite lovely well yeah he's like literally the party god he's like don't oh, yeah. be sad girl like we party yeah it's we'll okay. party for eternity <laughs> forever we'll party forever exactly. here's some wine and like that's all you need some wine some wine some love love and wine <laughs> Mitchell love and wine and wine. Maybe you should add that Maybe. to the t- No, never mind. Well, <laughs> okay. Uh, well, we actually have like about a minute for oh. um a thunder bitty round. A thunder bitty round. So um a, a thunder bitty lightning round actually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, uh, Biddy has this tendency to sometimes get uh, very mm, passionate <laughs> about uh, certain topics. So, listener discretion is advised. Uh, there might be some language. Okay, you can start <laughs> in oh. now. You oh, can start my. now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, Theseus is who I want to thunder Biddy <laughs> about today, basically, because okay. he makes me incredibly mad thinking what he did to Ariadne and considering the fact that he is a hero what we would think is a hero today is you know Iron Man or Superman or something like that and that is not him at all he like completely uses this poor girl and completely maroons her on an island doesn't care uses her abuses her leaves him and he's a piece of shit in my opinion (laughs) (laughs) and that is my thunder bitty for today thunder bitty okay yeah, it's a short one. <laughs> it's a short one. It's like okay, I was expecting a little, a little more a little drastic more. than the piece of shit. I would say he's yeah, he's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> he's a piece of shit. Yeah, girl, if you girls, girls listening, boys too. If you if you meet a fellow who is like a Theseus in your life, you fucking you ditch them for a Dionysus god. Yes, you do that. Yeah, you do that. Right and away. you know what? It's kind of like that in um. In the fool too, actually, because like, you know, there's this expectation that you're gonna make fail, you're gonna make mistakes. There's expectation that you're gonna fail somehow, and it's gonna suck, but it's needed. It's necessary. It um, is. That's how we learn. It is, and that's that's just your path. And yeah. like, the fool's all about pursuing things you love, even if it's gonna suck, because that's just the where you need to go. You gotta follow. You gotta follow them heartstrings. <laughs> You gotta follow them hearts to yes. Follow the love. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so that was our show today. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Rose. This oh, is lovely. Thank you. Uh, yes. Uh, next week we will talk about the magician. Yes. And the second card, which is actually card number one. But you don't know why. That's okay. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you. And if you liked our show, please subscribe. (laughs) Yes, please subscribe in iTunes. Um, If you want to get in touch with us, you can follow me on Instagram or Twitter. I'm at Biddy Diana. So B I T T Y D I A N A. Thank you so much. And we will talk to you next week. Yep. All right. There we go. Tarot
talk about stories, cards, and symbols, and all of the above.